Hello there, and thanks for joining me on the uh, podcast today. Autism, that's my topic, autism. Maybe you have an autistic child in your family. Maybe you have an autistic adult in your family. Maybe you never thought about it as being a condition of autism. Maybe you thought it'd be something different. Just maybe poor social skills or inadequate learning of some kind or whatever. But um, nonetheless, awareness of autism is greatly improving and increasing. Now that raises the question, is autism itself increasing in frequency of occurrence? Are we seeing more children today born with autism than ever in history? Well, it's a dilemma. We don't have an answer totally, but we have some ideas and we have some ways of kind of looking at this issue of autism and uh, its place in America. And probably not too different wherever uh, kids are in the world, in any, any particular country. To be sure, we are counting today autism at a higher rate. So uh, it's like one adult per 100,000. That was in the year 1998. However, 20 years later, 1920, that measure went up considerably. We see a great number of autistic children and adults today than we have ever throughout history. So 100, I mean one adult per 100,000 in 1998 and in a year later 2018 it was about 20 adult autistic kids and adults per 100,000. So yeah there's been a great increase. Now that's really raises the whole question of are we actually seeing more autistic kids today than ever? Well it's an interesting point because today I met with a young man and in the course of our conversation over an hour he articulated his interests and his knowledge base on a large on large number of topics and as I sat there and he sat before me I said to myself this guy's autistic this guy's got autism I had never viewed him as having autism before I have only met with him a few times but uh, that didn't really show itself real clearly until today so in a way he would not have been counted in the group of people we refer to as autistic a week ago. But today I might count him as one of the autistic people living in our world today because I see it differently. I saw him differently today than I have seen him before. Today he manifested the diagnostic signs or protocol of autism. So we need to take a look at this whole issue of autism and why we are seeing such a great increase at this point in time. Most people kind of blame pollutants, which means that if you live in an agricultural area, you're more likely to see more autistic kids than if you don't live in an in a, uh, agricultural area. Well, that isn't necessarily true, by the way. So um, it, that doesn't hold up. But people kind of blame Roundup and some of the pollutants, and environmental pollutants to the idea that maybe that's the basis for autism. Other people say that, you know, it's because the mother at time of birth of such children was older. Now it's true, mothers are having children at an older age. It used to be 24 years of age and now it's 26 years of age, of average age of a woman having a child. So it is getting older, but that's not accounting for the rise in autism because we're not seeing autism necessarily in that population of women who are giving birth at an older age. It happens in some, but not 
substantially a pattern. So we look at now maybe it's premature gestation, that is child born prematurely. Or we, we've looked at the idea of birth weight, and maybe that's the basis. We've looked at the idea of parents taking antidepressants during their pregnancy, or taking an anti-seizure medication during pregnancy. We've looked at all kinds of medications that people take to see if in fact autism follows a pattern. More of this and less of that and you know whatever. But you know we don't have a pattern. We don't have a pattern even now today. All we know is on the rise. All we know that we're identifying more. All we know is that autism is becoming a more pronounced topic as we speak of children, as we speak of adults. So really it comes down to this. Perhaps autism has always been with us. We just haven't recognized it. We just haven't identified it. We just didn't know all the signs of autism that we now have learned about and we now identify as part of autism. So it's really me, the practitioner. I'm getting better at it. I'm identifying more autism today than I did 30 years ago in my practice, 40 years ago in my practice. I'm sure I saw autistic kids 30 and 40 years ago, but I didn't call them autistic. I called them mildly retarded or with a special learning disability or something of that nature, immature, emotionally deprived. You know, we had all kinds of terms and labels for them. But what we're now seeing is that there's a very special group of people that we can identify as being autistic. Many of these are adults, but they were not diagnosed as a child. Many of these are young children who are now coming into our site as practitioners and we're beginning to identify the autism factor present in their life and how they live life. Now, why is this important? Well, that's an interesting question. Obviously, we want to identify the kids that do, in fact, have autism. They're, they're truly autistic because they require a different educational program. They require a different socialization program. They require a different parenting program. They require a different way of handling life in the church, in the school, in social clubs, in Boy Scouts, in Girl Scouts, and so on. Autistic kids are different, and they require a different handling, a different educational experience, if you will. And we need to put them in therapy. They need to be in a therapy program. They need to have a therapist with whom they work and develop primarily their social skills. They're bright. Autistic kids are bright, very, very capable. In fact, they're brighter than most kids, but it's a very narrow area of intelligence. It's a very arrow, narrow area of interest. It's a very narrow area of, they're not knowledgeable on all topics, but they're knowledgeable on some particular area, and they have extremely positive, high level of skill in knowing facts in some area of life. For instance, one gentleman that I see can tell you the date and the activity or the event that took place on that date for almost a hundred years of history. He has just a knowledge of dates and what happened, like the beginning of the Civil War, the ending of the Civil War, the beginning of World War One, the beginning of World War Two, uh, the birthday of George Washington, and you know, on and on and on and on. All these dates, he knows them. Another gentleman I see is an expert in trains, auto local uh, locomotive trains. Just knows everything about the names and the numbers and the serial numbers and the type of engine and, and so on about trains. Just an expert. This man today was an expert in photography. He knew cameras backwards and forwards. He was an expert in guns, knew guns backwards and forwards and by labeling and, and so on. 
but they're not particularly useful pieces of information. They're fact, it's knowledge, but it doesn't have much application. That's what's lacking in the autistic person, the application of what they know. They know facts, but they don't know how to apply those facts, what they mean. So that's one thing about autism. The other is that most autistic kids are very poorly developed in their social skills. They don't know how to relate to people socially. They don't know how to introduce themselves. They don't know how to talk socially. So we need to help them. The other thing about that is about autistic kids is it's very difficult to find work. Now, maybe they can carry out some routine tasks, but because they don't have social skills, employers don't want to employ them or they fire them quickly because they don't have the social skills to keep up. So they become hard to employ kids, hard to employ adults. And Social Security uh, often gives them a disability rating and benefits because of it. And what I think about autistic kids is that they are unemployable, that's true. But if you work with them, if you develop them, and put them in a rehabilitation program, you do some therapy, and you do some social living skill training, and you work with them over a period of time, maybe five years, maybe six years, seven, eight, nine, they can become employable. They're not employable as they are, but they can become employable. So from Social Security point of view, yes, give them the benefit. Let them have their financial benefit with the proviso that they are in a rehabilitation training program so they can learn the skills necessary to become employable and do that over a five-year period of time. Then we're helping these kids. Then we're helping the autistic population and they won't be a drain on our society as they often are now. We give them social security and they're on social security for the rest of their life. So autism is a conundrum. It's a difficult diagnosis, a difficult classification of people, kids and adults. But we're learning more about it. We're studying more about it. We're treating them better. We're, get, we're making educational programs more applicable to them. We're making schools develop social programs for the autistic kid. So it's coming. We're improving. So if you have an autistic child, make sure that they are in a social training program. Make sure they're in a psychotherapy program. Make sure they're in a rehabilitation program of some form of related to work, learning work-related skills. And then over the course of time, maybe five years, maybe more, they can learn the skills sufficiently to get a job and hold a job. So that's what we're trying to do with this population. So there you are. Give us some help if you have an autistic child. Talk about it. Educate the people around you. And educate the school system around you. Educate the employment system around you. But don't give up. Autistic kids can be educated and well-educated. Autistic kids can work but only after they have gone through a training program of vocational rehabilitation, physical rehabilitation, social rehabilitation, learning rehabilitation, and so on. And then they may be employable. It's up to the parents to make sure they get that kind of training. The earlier the better. Anyway, nice to have you with me today, and thanks for joining me. And um, autism is with us. Let's help these kids. Let's enjoy them. They're all lovable. And they all have something to contribute to our community and to our society and to our family life and to our friendships. Enjoy them and make them part of your life. Bye for now.